5: Yeah, the Christmas comedy sketches come out earlier every year, and now the sketches are coming at us like, I don't know, potatoes? Out of like a really fast potato peeler? I don't know, something that comes out really fast under certain conditions. Anyway, I doubt these sketches will make you feel too Christmassy. We've got The War on Christmas, and an unpleasant take on Joseph and Mary, and an unpleasant take on Christmas caroling. Though I'm sure some people on the cast are at least spiritual, the people who write the Christmas sketches here tend to be disaffected or atheist or Jewish. Funny thing, though, when you think about it, they're still writing about Christmas. Just because it's December doesn't mean you have to write about Christmas. But you do. Which means you're still kind of celebrating it. This is the final edition Radio Hour. The street! An American missionary was killed trying to preach Christianity to an isolated tribe near India, and it's now impossible to retrieve his body. The final edition asks the man on the street. What do
0: you think?
1: You know, I'm just so sad that the Christians aren't going to get those 15 more people.
0: Maybe we can make them Jews?
1: We got to get on a boat?
0: Ah, he wanted to be killed. He'll be back in three days. But what we'll remember most is the laughter. Oh, the arrogance.
1: Ironically, this is how Gilligan thought he was going to get off that island.
0: Says here the island only
5: has 700 people and a Marie Callender.
0: This story is bullshit. That was an archipelago. No, it was just a week ago. What that island needs is a piece of land connecting it to the mainland.
4: What that island needs is six seasons and a weird mystery about a smoke
0: monster. What that island needs is a reverse mortgage. I warned him when he got to the island not to go into the Saudi Embassy. Okay, soldiers.
4: I'm not gonna lie to you. Our prospects are bleak. But we've been ordered to hold this line until relieved, and damn it, that's what we'll do. Our enemy's powerful, and we hate them for their moral superiority. But we are liberals, and we will never surrender in the war on Christmas. Whoa, that was a close one. Okay, man, I need an update. Private Scrooge. Yes, Staff Sergeant Grinch, sir. How's our Embrace All Faiths offensive going?
0: Sir, today while well, working a shift at Best Buy, I made direct eye contact with no less than six middle aged white women wearing reindeer sweaters and pointedly said, happy holidays
4: to them, sir. Excellent, Private. I'm putting your name in for promotion. Specialist Krampus, give me an
1: update on Operation Remove Christ from Christmas. Sir, ACLU Team 6 has successfully filed a lawsuit to have the local nativity scene removed from out front of the courthouse, sir.
4: Great work, Specialist. Were you careful to make sure the lawyer filing the suit had the most obviously Jewish
1: name possible? Sir, I took the liberty of going one step further. Our filing attorney had the most obviously Muslim name possible, sir. God damn, that's the kind of initiative
4: I like to see. Reminds me of my time in Nam, when I taught all those factory workers to paint the Santa dolls black and Hispanic instead of white. Sir, I have news from the front. Go ahead, Corporal, that guy in a wheelchair from It's a Wonderful Life. I couldn't stop radio stations from playing Christmas
5: music. The opposition was too strong.
4: Damn, that's a tough defeat.
5: But I was able to convince the DJs to only play non-religious
4: songs, sir. Well, hot dog, son. You see that, man? If you have to retreat, you salt the damn earth behind you as you go. How'd you pull that off, Corporal? I told them, if they played religious music, they wouldn't get invited to Nancy Pelosi's annual non-denominational holiday fuckathon. You may have just pulled victory from the candy cane jaws of defeat. Okay, men. Time to get back out there. Because I will not rest. I will not yield and i will not surrender until every single element of christmas has been replaced with the godless acceptance of others and i have not yet begun to fight now let's go make sure college campuses are also observing kwanzaa
2: Now, diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
5: To promote a healthy metabolism, nutritionists recommend drinking nine gallons of water a day. Nine gallons. Nine.
2: Yeah, do what the man says! Diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says. Guys, I'm afraid this might be it for your grandmother. If you have anything you want to say, now's the time.
1: Grandma, you practically raised us. We love you and we want to be here until the end. Yeah, Grandma. We love you.
3: Thank you, children. Annie, could you give your brother and I a moment of privacy? Sure. Matt. Yeah, Grandma? In my room, there's a hard drive with my PORN ON IT. YOU HAVE TO DELETE IT AFTER I DIE. WHAT? HEY, YOU'RE MY BRO, RIGHT?
4: I'M YOUR GRANDSON?
3: AH, YES. GRANDMOTHER GRANDSON. THE ULTIMATE bro relationship. I NEED YOU TO BE A BRO AND THROW OUT ALL MY PORN AFTER I'M GONE. BUT KEEP ANYTHING YOU LIKE Obvi. ARE YOU GUYS OKAY? Oh, Annie, I was just telling Matt my last wishes. Oh, shouldn't I be here for this? Yes. No, no, dear. There are just some things I need Matt to take care of. Uh,
1: Matt was always your favorite.
4: You can be her favorite. I'll switch.
3: WTF, dude, be a bro. I don't want your sister to know about my porn stash. I don't want to know about your porn stash. Somebody has to throw it away. Somebody, somebody. Yeah, I get it. We can't have people learning all my weird fetishes after I'm gone. All your weird fetishes? Yeah, my Uruguayan urine porn tapes. My sex swing with the handle that releases a shower of piss on me, like in the movie Flashdance. And you also need to clean out the garage. There are some complex pieces of equipment. What? Grandma, I can't. Hey, Matty. Yeah? You're my dog, right? Say you, my dog. Come on. You know you're my ride-or-die, right?
4: Yeah, Grandma, I'm your dog.
3: All right, then. You gotta listen to me, dog. There's no cleaning crew coming, okay? Ain't no hospital service coming to the house to burn all my stuff. Dude... At some point, you're going to have to throw away my decorative soaps... ...my dirty bras and underwear... ...and yes, my extensive collection of antique glass dildos... ...polyurethane self-stimulators... ...and somebody has to let out and walk Andy, my piss-gimp. He's going to be hungry and thirsty. Nobody's fed him since I've been in the hospital. Jesus Christ, Grandma... Uh, are you guys ready for me yet? No. Yes, please! I don't understand! <laughs> hey, Maddie. We good?
4: Yeah, Grandma. Whatever you need. I'm your ride or die, okay? I'll delete your porn. I'll let your pee-gimp out. Or a
3: piss-gimp, sweetie. He didn't get a certification for nothing. Now, would you send your sister in? Sure. Hi, Grandma.
1: So... Did Matt to toss all your porn?
3: Yes. And you know what happens after, right? I shoot, shoot him twice in the, the back, back of the head and, head and bury him in the, the desert. <laughs> that's a girl. I love you, Grandma. I love you, too, sweetie. We're
0: all alone. No chaperone can get our number. The world's in slumber. Let's misbehave. There's something wild about you, child, that's so contagious.
2: And now, diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
5: Scientists say you must eat at least a pound of hard candies every week or you will die.
2: It's true! I saw it happen! Diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
4: I'm supportive!
0: Hey everybody, this is Ben Kirshner. Here at the Final Edition, we pride ourselves on writing relatable, universal content for your everyday slob. Degenerate troglodytes make up roughly 83% of our audience. We think it's because they find Barry's voice soothing and familiar. However, troglodytes, this segment is not for you, unless your name is Neil deGrasse Tyson. Literally just him. I have some questions that I feel only he is qualified to answer, and this feels like the best platform to ask them. So you're welcome to listen along. But again, this segment is only for Dr. DeGrasse Tyson. If you're hearing this and aren't Neil DeGrasse Tyson, but happen to know him, please make sure he listens to it. This is Ask a Scientist. Hey, Dr. Neil DeGrasse Tyson, why are some peppers spicy and some aren't? How does brain coral know what brains look like? Why is wind colder than regular air? Why do scabs go away?
4: scars are forever oh I know this one it's because a scab is a part of a temporary healing process and a scar is what's left after the healing process is finished
0: oh oh you know the answer huh and uh where did you go to medical and or science school well uh, I'm not a doctor I just I just happen to know that oh great I read it on Google it has to be true hey I read online once that Finland doesn't exist you believe that one too smart guy no I I didn't read it online. I think my mom told me when I was little or- Oh, man, I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize your mom was Neil deGrasse Tyson. I apologize for doubting you. She's not. She just knows things. It's basic common knowledge. Yeah, okay. You can rely on your uninformed folklore. I'll take my answer from a scientist, thank you very much. So Dr. Neil deGrasse Tyson, if you're listening, please. We're waiting for your answer.
2: And now, diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says. Carrots have no nutritional value.
5: Yeah,
4: they're empty calories.
5: And millennials just want a free ride. That whole
4: generation, it's all just one guy.
2: Diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
4: He's my only friend.
0: time of the year again. Time for some Christmas caroling. Are you sure you want to do this?
1: Yeah, didn't Barry say Santa
0: Claus shot you last year? Too late. I already rang the doorbell of this house. Let's do song number 12. And a one. And a two. And a Clearly he's a
4: big fat the chimney Got his fat ass stuck. Oh
2: honey, call the lawyers fast to do you keep coming here? For the love of God, please leave us alone!
1: Feliz Navidad! Hey,
2: aren't they supposed to give us something to
1: drink? Like some booze or something? Because, you know, I would love booze. Hey, drunk Samantha, this
0: house looks like it might have something for you. The sad house with the lights out and the one lonely candle in the window? Alright, let's do song number four. And a one. And a two. And a Christmas Eve can kill you when you try trying to hit your right. Did someone just shoot themselves? That muffled gunshot implied a suicide. Oh, uh, on to the next place. You know, why
1: do all these houses have the same doorbell? Can't they afford a nice, personalized doorbell? Shh,
0: you're drunk.
5: Let's do song 15. They call me back to
4: Santa. I making my runs about to break a day.
5: Look at
4: here. I make all the little girls happy while the boys are out to play. Ho, ho, ho! I said if I ever saw you again, I'd blow your goddamn head off! Run away! Mary and Joseph of Bethlehem, I am the angel Gabriel. I have a message. The Lord will bless you with his only son.
2: But angel Gabriel, is this fair to my husband, Joseph, to raise a child, not his own?
5: Well, wait, Mary, I I could be into this. So is the Lord gonna come down and do this thing himself or what? Uh,
2: No, Joseph, it's the Lord. He can implant his child through a miracle.
4: All I need to do is touch your stomach. Yeah, okay. What?
2: It's nothing. Go ahead.
4: All right. Touch your touch your belly, bro. I'm sorry. Are you getting off on this? Nah, dude. I'm getting in on this. Uh, Joseph, why are you
5: rubbing my shoulders?
3: Joseph, stop it. This isn't sexual.
5: You're right. We need candles. I'll be right back. All right, now this is a party. Gabriel, uh, drip hot wax on my back while you give it to my wife. Oh, why are you with this guy, Mary? You're supposed to be a virgin. She is a virgin. Officially. Oh, 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 gross.
2: You're making this so weird,
3: Joseph. Okay, Gabriel, just ignore him. Here, just
2: lay your hands on my stomach.
4: Yeah, okay. Lord... Bless your vessel whom you've anointed with your own- Hey, Gabriel, I'm gonna eat that angel
5: ass like a champ. Okay, I'm out. You're out? You're the dude coming in my house, trying to get my wife pregnant, and now that it gets sexy, you're out? Okay,
4: Joseph, you're a creep. I was gonna do something fancy and serious, but instead, hocus-pocus, Guardian Leviosa, you're pregnant, okay, lady? Angel Gabriel out.
5: Ah, oh, you see what you did, Mary, you drove him away. <sighs>
2: Now they're never gonna name high schools after me. And now, diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
5: Drink a tablespoon of corn oil every three minutes. Never mind why.
2: Yeah, if you make someone do something healthy,
4: it's not abuse. Dr. DeMarco's a good father.
2: Diet advice from Dr. George DeMarco and a friend who backs up whatever he says.
4: I'm loud.
5: now the final edition presents another long-winded diatribe from ben kirschner this is ben's guide to adulting during the
0: holidays thanksgiving the holiday where confused 20-somethings all larp as their parents it's a time to come together whether as family as friends or as a group of people stranded at a greyhound station in des moines but really it's a great chance to show off how grown up you can pretend to be and as yet another turkey day has coming and gone, and you've inched that much closer to your own inevitable demise, why not take a few moments to learn how next year you can totally fool them all into thinking you've finally grown the fuck up. For example, you probably didn't know this, but this Thanksgiving I actually cooked two turkeys for dinner. Now, please bear in mind, I'm one of those millennials you've been hearing so much about, so I was well prepared for this challenge by a lifetime of undeserved support and praise. But by following these simple guidelines, even a washed up Gen Xer living in his retired parents' garage can, for one night, create the illusion that they're a sophisticated and mature adult deserving of respect and admiration.
1: Step one, make sure that it is Thanksgiving, plus five
0: adult points. This one seems deceptively obvious. However, Thanksgiving is actually what Wikipedia calls a movable feast, a holiday that happens on different dates in different years. For bonus adult points, casually refer to Thanksgiving as a movable feast during dinner, and then do not explain what it means. Now, it may seem like a lot of trouble trying to figure out on what exact date Thanksgiving will occur, but luckily there's an old Jewish trick for this called typing when is Thanksgiving 2019 into Google. Pro tip, this also works for Purim.
1: Step two, make sure that it is an American Thanksgiving. Plus one adult point.
0: America is not the only country that celebrates Thanksgiving, But we are the only country that does not in november pro tip i have no idea if that's true but you believe me when you heard it right speak with that level of authority for the entire big day to really rack up the adult points for example canadian thanksgiving is in october now it's not likely that you'll make this mistake i had to look up when canadian thanksgiving is and i've already forgotten but there is the chance that you could mistakenly show up on another country's thanksgiving day and while being knowledgeable about a lot of exotic customs may seem very grown up Real adults don't care about international stuff. And even if they at one time knew what animal to eat for Bulgarian Thanksgiving, they've long since forgotten and will patronizingly view your intelligence as childish wonderment. In fact, don't even bring up Europe if you can help it. Pro tip if you ever do find yourself in Bulgaria for Thanksgiving, the proper meal is bear steaks.
1: Step 3 Make a turkey. Plus 4 adult points.
0: Turkey is not difficult to prepare, it just takes a long time. For that reason millennials think of it as complicated because we self-identify as unfocused but for the baby boomers things like cooking making love and programming the vcr they still own for some reason are supposed to take four to five hours and acknowledging that will score you the most adult points this is also a great way to take advantage of the millennial's collective specialization why take years learning how to cook and artfully prepare poultry when the assistant photo editor of bon appetit magazine already did and blogged about it extensively more of a visual learner don't worry there's a link to her instagram page right at the top just pay it forward one day she's going to need a service that you're an expert at so start blogging about it immediately pro tip do not work on or even mention your blog step four
1: learn a few wine buzzwords plus four adult points
0: there is nothing you can do to sound grown up more than speaking intelligently about wine Now, wine is a complex mistress with a deep, intricate flavor palette, so this may seem like the most difficult step so far. However, there is no person who is actually able to tell the difference between wines beyond white versus red. The real trick is to learn the correct adjectives for each variety. This changes your task from developing a fine-tuned sense of taste based on years of experience to reading BuzzFeed articles. Here are a few tips to know what to look for. First, determine if the wine is red or white. Pro tip. Never bring a rosé to Thanksgiving, or This isn't pledge night at the sorority is the condescending thing your grandmother will say. Next, read the description of the wine on the bottle and say that, Yes, you really can taste the persimmon. It seems obvious, but will actually make everyone worried that they're not tasting the persimmon strongly enough. The last thing you can do to sound knowledgeable is to Google, Good wine for turkey, read the recommendation of the most financially successful chef, and suggest that everyone should really be drinking that.
1: Step 5. Let your family get drunk first, then go nuts. Plus two adult points.
0: This one's self-explanatory. If you are the first one hammered, you will be judged. If you let all the other grown-ups get smashed first, they'll assume you were sober all night. Plus, this year you might actually get to hear the story about the time your step-aunt and her roommate Zoe took that trip to Tampa. Pro tip, do not actually listen to this story. It is a lot sadder than whatever you're thinking. And so if you follow these five easy steps... You, too, can achieve impressive grown-up things to amaze your family and rack up some serious adult points. Pro tip, if you mention the adult points, you lose all the points. With the knowledge you've gained, you could even cook two different turkeys this year. All that's left is finding ways of letting people you just started dating know how impressive you are. Which reminds me, I don't know if you know this, but I actually cooked two turkeys for Thanksgiving dinner this year.
5: So that was all written by Ben Kirshner, Barry Lank, Gil Barron, and Joe Davis. It was performed and improvised by most of those people, plus Keith Janes, Samantha Gerwitz, Dominique DeBell, Chase O'Donnell, and Jessica Park. Our music included Kevin MacLeod, Ben Folds, the Everly Brothers, Clarence Carter, Wall of Voodoo, and a mashup of John Lennon and Mundo de Bandas. The show was created by Tony Hendra and Jeff Chrysler. Everything was produced and engineered by Barry Lank with technical help from the new and improved citrus-flavored Kurt Carlson. Light, clear, refreshing. Kurt Carlson. Good night.